I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. When you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can get a powerful Internet experience and nationwide coverage on the most reliable network. Choose the data option that's right for you. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score Reports 2H2020 of four mobile networks. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, coming to you on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio and available on demand on your favorite podcast directories. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Or shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Or you can call the vent line and raise hell at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. What a week, what a week. Finally, two Friday, but we're in the uh, the the real uh, meat of the presidential campaigns now, and uh, it's going to be nonstop at least over at the Trump campaign on on the Biden side. It's going to be fits and starts. But I'm I got to warn you that this show is kind of be going to be all over the map. It's getting harder and harder to do show prep because the predictions that we made. Oh going back a couple of years that the social media tech titans were clamping down on dissident information on their platforms has really reached a whole new level. They're not even hiding it anymore. I mean, uh, I guess it's the, the frog in the pot theory. You know, if you turn it up little by little, the frog won't jump out before you know it, you'll have a boiled frog. And I think we're boiled frogs at this point because I, I normally, uh, go to Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and uh, some other platforms to uh, to pull audio sound bites and clips to illustrate uh, the stories that I bring you. And a lot of those are being memory hold now by Jack Dorsey and Jeff Zuckerberg. You know, I'll 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 do a search. I'll find something that I think will uh, will br- bring home the point. Then I'll go there and it will either have been removed or the account that posted it will have been terminated. And I wonder how long it's going to be before they come for me. They've already um, demonetized me on YouTube. They have basically throttled me on Facebook. Uh, At one time, I had a, a very substantial audience on Facebook. And then overnight, when I hit a certain number, it just uh, cratered and went down to a fraction of that. And it has never recovered. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I will do my best and we will carry on. And uh, I will continue my transition more and more to these alternative tech platforms of, um, you know, Parler and Gab. Um, my way, is it my me wait, I can't remember the, the name of the one. Uh, and BitChute is a good video platform. 
but you need to be making your transition as well. I wish some, surely we've got some uh, tech people on the right side of the political spectrum that could put together an API so that when you want to post something, you don't have to post it in multiple places. You can just post it once and then share it to multiple platforms. Those programs already exist that will do that for Facebook and uh, Twitter and Instagram, but nobody has added the, uh, the up and comer tech platforms yet. Well, yesterday the Supreme court in Pennsylvania handed down a ruling on mail-in ballots that is going to be, uh, play right into the Democrats cheat by mail strategies. You know, Pennsylvania is going to be a key prop, maybe the key, uh, battleground state in this upcoming election. And the Supreme Court there yesterday, made up of six Democrats and two Republicans, handed down uh, a judicial ruling that uh, that gave two major political victories to the cheat by mail schemes. One is they kicked out the Green Party presidential candidate off the ballot, uh, so that will eliminate, uh, you know, a a threat to the Democrats' uh, ballot. But they also ruled that mail-in ballots could come in three days after the election and not have a postmark and still be counted. They said that the counting could go on until 5 p.m. Eastern time on the third day after the election. Uh, that, that would be um, the 6th of November. And that uh, if it didn't have a postmark, well, that's okie-dokie. So this plays right into the same strategies that they used out in Orange County, California to flip that solid Republican district into entirely Democrat. What they do is they reach election day. They found out how many votes they need to generate to overcome their their gap. And then they they pour those in in these uh, mail-in ballots. They said, well, the, the voters can't help it if the post office failed to, um, you know, postmark these ballots. And so you will have hundreds and hundreds of ballots, thousands and thousands of ballots being dumped uh, days after the campaign to overcome any shortfall that Biden may experience. This is uh, this is a uh, a disastrous development. If you don't have a postmark, you don't even know if it went through the post office, and they will uh, they'll be <laughs> they'll be finding ballots for for the three days after the election until they're declared the winner. And uh, you know, Joe Biden had a a town hall meeting with CNN, and I, we're going to cover that a lot later. But I got to give CNN credit. Anderson Cooper did ask some uh, questions that kind of put Joe Biden on the spot. He didn't have an answer for. And there were a couple, not not a lot, but a couple of tough questions from the audience. At one point, a Joe Biden supporter stood up and uh, and pointed out the reality on the ground there in Pennsylvania. Mr. Vice President, this is uh, Susan Connors, who runs a local, a local HVAC business. She's a Democrat. Susan, welcome. <clears throat> Thank you, Anderson. Mr. Vice President, 
I look out over my Biden sign in my front yard and I see a sea of Trump flags and yard signs. And my question is, what is your plan to build a bridge with voters from the opposing party to lead us forward towards a common future? <laughs> well, his plan is to uh, to uh, cheat by mail, I can tell you that. I think the uh, the Biden campaign is starting to panic. Uh, it was reported by Rasmussen that uh, Trump had actually taken a lead in the national presidential polling. Now, those, excuse me, those national polls don't have a lot of uh, significance because we don't elect presidents on a national election. Stand by. We, uh, we have 50 state elections and, uh, and the electoral college determines that, but you know, these, uh, these suppression polls that they've been running have uh, continually highlighted that Joe Biden was leading Donald Trump in the national survey. Well, now for the first time, Trump leads Biden with 47% of likely voters supporting his candidacy. And uh, this has got to be sending shockwaves through the Biden camp. And, uh, and they are going to, as a result, uh, redouble their efforts to, uh, to implement the Cheap by mail schemes in in the upper Midwest states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and uh, Michigan. Trump held a uh, an event at the National Archives yesterday and pushed back directly and strongly on this sixteen nineteen project that's being pushed out by the far left, including the New York Times, in order to to uh, delegitimize our nation's history and Trump has went right after that. Unlike uh, previous Republican presidents that uh, just wanted to get along by going along and avoid any negative press. Trump is fighting back. Thank you. Thank you very much. We embrace the vision of Martin Luther King, where children are not judged by the color of their skin but by the content of their character. The left is attempting to destroy that beautiful vision and divide Americans by race in the service of political power. By viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation, and we must not allow that to happen. Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, And the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda, ideological poison that, if not removed, will dissolve the civic bonds that tie us together, will destroy our country. That is why I recently banned trainings in this prejudiced ideology from the federal government and banned it in the strongest manner possible. The only path to national unity is through our shared identity as Americans. That is why it is so urgent that we finally restore patriotic education to our schools. Under our leadership, 
the National Endowment for the Humanities has awarded a grant to support the development of a pro-American curriculum that celebrates the truth about our nation's great history. I'm going to skip ahead just a little bit here. Dr. Peter Wood of the National Association. Today, I'm also pleased to announce that I will soon sign an executive order establishing a national commission to promote patriotic education. It will be called the 1776 Commission. It will encourage our educators to teach our children about the miracle of American history and make plans to honor the 250th anniversary of our founding. Think of that, 250 years. So Trump is engaged in the culture wars. Finally, we have a, uh, a president that is pushing back on this, uh, this nasty ideology that's uh, attempting to destroy this country. You could tell by that uh, that clip that um, Trump was a, a little uh, a little tired. I think that he's done a campaign event every night this week, and uh, and last night was no exception. After he um, made that announcement and that speech at the National Archives, he was in Wisconsin, and uh, here's what he had to say there. And 13 members of Biden's staff urge their supporters to donate to a fund to bail out rioters, take them out of jail, get them out of jail as soon as possible, including one who attempted to murder a police officer and a man who was accused of sexually assaulting an eight-year-old girl. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. You know, Kamala was considered, is considered further left than crazy Bernie. That's the same bail fund that Kamala Harris was publicly supporting and encouraging Democrats to contribute to. So, you know, I uh, I kind of suspect that uh, Joe Biden is looking at the uh, the the map forward and uh, and wondering if he can make it to November third. Trump had a rally. I think it was every night this weekend. He's got a rally again tonight, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday already scheduled. And um, I'm going to play you one more clip before we run out to a break. This really uh, crystallizes and distills Trump's message to the voters. The fact is, I did more in 47 months as president than Joe Biden did in 47 years. It's true. That needs to be a bumper sticker. Withdrew from last administration's disastrous Iran nuclear deal. We killed the founder and leader of ISIS, al-Baghdadi. We eliminated the world's number one terrorist and mass murder of American troops, Qasim Soleimani. He's dead. He's gone. Biden voted for the Iraq war. He opposed the mission to take out Osama bin Laden. 
He opposed killing Soleimani. He oversaw the rise of ISIS. And he cheered the rise of China as a very positive development. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Uh, tell me about it. Not too positive. Joe Biden has been on the wrong side of history for 47 years. In fact, a secretary of state, secretary of defense said about him, he's never called it right. He never called it right. If we had listened to Joe, hundreds of thousands more Americans would right now have died. Well, in the interest of uh, equal time, since Joe Biden is advertising heavily on this uh, this show and you know, thanks, Joe. I appreciate the uh, the income, but we're going to get to his town hall that he held on CNN last night, and we'll do that right after this message. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So Biden was in Pennsylvania last night. They did uh, a town hall with CNN. It was a drive-in event. Uh, I don't know if it was at a drive-in theater, but, you know, okay, that's fine. Uh, I think, you know, it probably would have been sparsely attended had they not been able to fill it up with uh, cars. But um, And I got to give, as I said, CNN a little bit of credit because they did ask uh, some tough questions to Joe Biden that he couldn't answer. You could uh, see the outlines of his campaign. He's going to try to blame uh, the China virus on Donald Trump. And at one point, he said this idiotic statement. President had done his job, had done his job from the beginning. All the people would still be alive. All the people, I'm not making this up. Just look at the data. Even Anderson Cooper is looking at him like he's crazy. Look at the data. And as then, we're now being told... There's going to be no, I pray to God there's a a vaccine tomorrow that could be available to everyone. First of all, once a vaccine is made available, and you know this well, once it's made available, it's going to be if the president. (laughs) He continues uh, to try to talk down the the vaccine that is uh, being on the warp speed uh, development. Um, At one point, just after that, Biden claimed that uh, Donald Trump was slow to, uh, to wake up to the threat of the China virus. You remember all the Democrats in January were focused entirely on impeachment. And then Biden said this, this utter falsehood. Imagine had he at the State of the Union stood up and said, and hey, we got a real problem. Imagine if he had said something. Uh, I seem to recall this. Protecting Americans' health also means fighting infectious diseases. We are coordinating with the Chinese government and working closely together on the coronavirus outbreak in China. 
My administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. When Trump is uh, making that speech at the State of the Union or that statement, you can see Nancy Pelosi over his left shoulder preparing her her copy of the speech to be torn up at the end. The, the Democrats were totally, and the media, were totally fixated on impeachment. And uh, if there was any failure to uh, to adequately sound the alarms on coronavirus, it wasn't Donald Trump. It was Joe Biden, the Democrats, and the media. Here's a question that came uh, from an attendee last night uh, about Joe Biden's uh, over-regulation of America's farmers. Farm Bureau, she's also a Republican who voted for President Trump in 2016. Julie, welcome. Thank you. How are you feeling now, Julie? Um, Good evening. Um, Overregulation puts an extreme burden on small and family-owned farms and is a contributing factor to many farms going out of business. Policies during the Obama administration, such as the rules under the Waters of the U.S. Act, threaten to increase that regulation, as does policies proposed through the Green New Deal, which your climate plan embraces. No, it doesn't. Excuse me, uh, if I could finish. I'm sorry. Thank you. I apologize. Um, How do you plan to decrease the regulatory burden for farmers and businesses as a whole? Two ways. Number one. (laughs) This is uh, actually uh, a snafu from CNN. By dealing with you being able to put land in land banks and you get paid to do that, to provide for more open space and provide for the ability of you to be able to be in a position that we are going to pay you for planting certain crops that, in fact, absorb carbon from the air. That's part of what the plan relates to. So, of course, Biden's plan is, uh, you know, more government handouts. We want to turn everybody into dependent on the federal government. We don't want to empower you to uh, to pursue your business in agriculture. We want to pay you not to pursue your business in terms of agriculture and, and and the environment. But as it relates to if you're talking about regulation that relates to fertilizer and water tables, that's a different thing. In the United States, in my state of Delaware, we have a four billion dollar industry, chickens, chicken and chicken and poultry and all what is all the all the manure, quite frankly, that is a consequence of chickens. Well, it's pretty simple. You uh, you use that chicken manure as fertilizer uh, to empower people. You don't uh, you don't overregulate them. You let the market work. Biden was again uh, last night up there waffling on his position on fracking right there in Pennsylvania. Let, let me just follow up on that. You said you, you won't ban fracking, but that you wanted to gradually move away from it. Ultimately, um, it sounds like to some you're trying to have it both ways that that I mean, politically, it's understandable why you might say that. But it, if fracking contributes to climate change and climate change is an existential threat, why should it fracking continue at all? Well, fracking has to continue because we need a transition. We're going to get to net zero emissions by 2050 and we'll get to net zero power emissions by 2035. But there's no rationale to eliminate right now fracking. 
let me- he, he doesn't want to eliminate those hundreds of thousands of jobs right now, but we're going to transition away from it. And we'll, we'll train those, those workers in the energy sector to be uh, coders or some other, you know, after NAFTA, after GATT, after the WTO, they were always telling, well, you know, we'll move away from those manufacturing jobs and we'll retrain those workers for the new economy. It never happened because the new economy is just as vulnerable to offshoring as the uh, the manufacturing jobs were. But this is the Democrats' response to everything. We're going to turn you into a pauper, and then we're going to put you on the public dole. we got a, several more clips, and I need you to hear from Biden's town hall. And then we'll talk about the... The lawlessness that America is waking up to that is being brought and paid for by this Democrat party. Right after these messages on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. Stick with us. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. I probably need to give you a heads up. Uh, this show may be on uh, repeat on Monday. Uh, I've been trying to contact my friends up in the panhandle of Florida that were hit by Hurricane Sally. Hacked. I haven't been able to get any of them on the phone. I don't know if they're not getting my messages and text messages or if they're just uh, too busy dealing with the the fallout from Sally. But uh, I may have to go up there and help uh, help them out uh, taking out the the uh, sheetrock uh, from their their homes. I would imagine that uh, several of them uh, got water in the house. So if uh, if I'm not at this microphone on Monday, you'll know where I'm at. I'll be up in uh, in the Panhandle, uh, helping out my friends who have helped me. So we're talking about Joe Biden's town hall last night. I got to give it to him; he was mostly coherent. I mean, he didn't he, he took twice as long, three times as long to say things that they needed that should have been necessary. But at one point uh, during the town hall, Biden fell back on the same lies that uh, that got him kick or, or got him that wrecked his presidential bid back way back in 19, 1987. Uh, it was a, a line of actually a whole biography that he stole from British labor politician Neil Kinnock. And um 
he's trying to uh, portray himself as, you know, a son of Scranton, a hard scrabble son of Scranton who grew up to overcome, you know, insurmountable odds. And, uh, and he said, he said this about Scranton. I'm not joking. Like guys like me, were the first in my family to go to college. That's a lie. He was not the first in his family to go to college. He was a, one of a long line of Bidens who went to college. I think his brother had actually gone to college before he did even. But um, he tried to turn the issue on the white privilege. You know, we're, all us white people are supposed to be racked with guilt because of all the privilege we've overcome, which completely ignores the fact that most of us have overcome challenges in our own lives. But here's how he talks about white privilege in his upbringing. Mr. Vice President, um, Bob Woodward asked President Trump about white privilege and whether, uh, whether or not he benefited from it. And the president said, no, I don't feel that way a- at all, and sort of mocked Bob Woodward. Do you see ways that you've benefited from white privilege? Sure, I've benefited just because I don't have to go through what my black brothers and sisters have had to go through, number one. But number two, you know, grow up here in Scranton. We're used to guys who look down their nose at us. We look to people who look at us and think that we're suckers. Look at us and they think that we don't, we, we're not equivalent to them. If you didn't have a college degree, you must be stupid. If, in fact, you didn't get to go to an Ivy school. Well, I tell, tell you what bothered me, to tell you the truth. Maybe it's my Scranton roots. I don't know. But when you guys started talking on television about Biden, if he wins, will be the first person without a Ivy League degree to be elected president. I'm thinking, who the hell makes you think I have to have an Ivy League degree to be president? I really mean it. I found my backup. No, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Like, guys like me... We're the first in my family to go to college. Up here, my dad busted his neck. My dad came up here, worked here, lost his job like a lot of people did here. There used to be a bad joke in the 60s in Scranton. Everybody's not, no one's in Scranton. Everybody's from Scranton because so many people lost their jobs. We are as good as anybody else. And guys like Trump, who inherited everything, and <laughs> So... Biden goes back to this this old saw that Scranton is some sort of dystopian ghetto when in fact Scranton was at least before these globalist policies kicked in a, a solid mostly prosperous middle class town it was Joe Biden and his globalist agenda that destroyed the factories in Scranton and has caused so much of the economic hardships they've been enduring since the rise of GAFTA. But of course, by that time, Joe Biden had left Scranton, was making his, uh, his long career in government and living in a, a mansion, one of the biggest houses in Maryland that he apparently was able to afford on $150,000 a year salary. That's not exactly true. The way he got that mansion is it was sold to him far, far below a fraction of its actual market value by, uh, by the credit card industry in, uh, in Delaware. I said Maryland. I meant to say Delaware. Um, that, uh, that, you know, he carried water for 
in the U.S. Senate. He was uh, he was one of the architects of the modern usury rates that credit card companies are allowed to charge and all of the traps that they try to catch you in to impose, you know, the at one point I think it was 29% interest. But now Joe Biden is uh, is trying to shake off his his globalist past and tells us that if we'll just elect him president, he will do what he failed to do during his long years in Congress. Be clear that when you, in fact, it's got to be, if, we're, if any of that is being purchased by any government agency, that it will not, we will not purchase anything that is not made in America, including, including the downriver uh, uh, line of, of what has to be done, all the parts. You can't do what he's doing now. You can't do where he's given a tax break to companies that, in fact, go overseas, bring their, and then import the product back into the United States of America, even though the headquarters is here. The chain, though, they go overseas and they bring it back in cheaper than you being able to produce it. And so I'm going to make sure that it's made in America. I believe and I mean that. We all, we've been talking about this policy for 100 years. We've never fully done it. We can and must do it. Well, not exactly 100 years, but uh, probably 47 years. <laughs> it took Joe Biden a minute and a half to say which, what, something that should have been able to be said in 15 seconds. You know, I started off today's show by talking about the tech censorship. Joe Biden has wandered off the reservation and is pointing out that it's a really, really bad idea to elect somebody that uh, is having such a, a a problem with his mental processes as, you know, president of the United States. And now uh, they're already talking about deplatforming Joe Rogan. He's moved out of California, moved to Texas. He's moved his operation to Texas. And he's, uh, he's starting to expose the Democrats, um, you know, big government uh, wasteful uh, policies. And uh, here's something he said on his show that has got the, the, uh, the left in an uproar and talking about how they are going to crush Joe Rogan. He is a major political uh, um, opinion influencer for young people. Here's what he said. I'd also vote for Whoopi Goldberg over Joe Biden. I'd, I'd vote for Mike Tyson over Joe Biden. I just don't think it's a good idea to take someone who's struggling with dementia and put him in one of the most stressful positions the world has ever known. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's not yeah. an endorsement of Trump. It is, it is a, me saying you shouldn't have a man who's clearly, clearly in the throes of dementia. I mean, there's, I'm not a doctor. But when you can't form sentences in public and you forget what you're talking about and you, you're, you wander yeah. off into these conversations, if you're not smoking pot, you're not high, if you're not on pills, like what's going on? Well, there's cognitive decline. He's a, an older man that has mental issues. And, you know, not to be cruel to him, he, he's, he's suffering medically. This is a, it's a real issue. And the Democrats want to sweep that under the rug. And Trump is already chewing him apart. He's already dismissing him. I mean, there is a recent thing that Kyle Kalinske posted, a video uh, on his Twitter, talking about this is what happens when you don't discuss the elephant in the room. And 
it's yeah. Trump saying he used to do it doing a press conference and they asked him a question about something that Biden wrote. He goes, Biden didn't write that. He's like, he's, he's that's a Democratic operative. He didn't read it. He, he probably doesn't even know what's going on right now. And he's going to yeah. he's going to continue to do that. And it's it's such a vulnerable point. And I, I don't. Well, it's a vulnerable point, not only for Biden's campaign, but it's a vulnerable point for the United States. If you put a man in there that people elected basically had a hatred for Donald Trump. You you leave this uh, this country at great peril. Rogan was talking there. He had uh, Dan Crenshaw on with him and. uh and he is really uh, undergoing. Joe Rogan is a uh, sort of a political transformation. He's been he's been red pilled. Um, Joe's wife, Jill Biden, Doctor Jill Biden, who Whoopi Goldberg wanted to make the Surgeon General of the United States, um, posted on Twitter. This is one of her talking points. Now, if you want to change your life. If you want this pandemic to go away so that you can go back to work and back to school you and have good health, you have to vote. It's crucial. So so Jill Biden is, uh, has joined in with this uh, this veiled threat from the Democrat Party that if uh, if we don't elect her husband, that uh, we're going to continue to be locked down and uh, and these violent riots are going to continue. I saw a, uh, a newspaper article from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, oddly enough, a thoroughly left-wing paper on the front page of their business section comparing uh, Trump's tax plans with Biden's. Now, Biden is up there saying that, uh, you know, if you elect me and you make under $400,000, your taxes will not go up. That is the same Democrat line that I've been hearing my whole life. We're just going to sock it to the rich. And when they're, they're talking about rich, they're talking about a lot of corporations that if you raise their taxes up, they will not be able to stay in business or they will, uh, they'll have to move their production offshore. It's no accident that when Trump cut the corporate rates, jobs started flooding back into this country. But uh, this article in the business section of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution put the lie to Biden's claims that uh, it would only be for people in the higher income brackets. Corporate taxes under uh, Trump's reformed tax plan that uh, created so many jobs is at 21%. Pretty healthy tax rate. Biden wants to raise that to 28%. And by the time Kamala Harris and, uh, and the left wing of the party get through, that'll be up around probably close to 50%. On income and payroll taxes, Trump's tax rate is uh, tops out at 37%. Biden's goes to 52%. Why would anybody strive to create jobs and prosperity when they're having to pay more than half of their taxes in fed, just federal income taxes? If you're in California, you can add another, I think it's 13 points to that 52%, and you would be paying an effective tax rate. Of 65%, you would be able to keep just a, just barely a third of what you produced. On small business taxes, Trump's tax rate is 29.5%. I would argue that's too damn high. 
But it's not enough for Biden, who wants to raise it up to 40 percent. 40 percent. That's that's just the federal tax on small businesses. It doesn't include the the local excise taxes and the sales taxes and the payroll uh, deductions they have to pay. You want to know why the Obama administration with Joe Biden was having such a tough time generating jobs? It's policies like this. And of course, on capital gains and dividends, Trump's at 25%. I sold a, a, a rental house last year. And uh, the amount of taxes I had to pay on those capital gains made my eyes bug out. Under his uh, plan, Trump is charging 24% for capital gains and dividend income. Biden wants to raise that up to 43%. So you invest in money that you've already paid income taxes on. And when you get to the end of that investment, you get to turn around and give almost half of it to the federal government. This is, uh, you know, taxation is the number one thing that can either juice an economy or destroy an economy. And the thing you have to realize about this is that under Trump's tax plan, Revenues to the federal government, tax revenues to the federal government went up dramatically. So you're not doing it in order to bring in more taxes. The Democrats are simply doing it to engage in their class warfare. And they'll put more and more people on the welfare rolls while they engage in their class warfare. We got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. So I was surprised when I received emails earlier this week from listeners telling me that Joe Biden was advertising on this show. And I went out last night and started doing a, just an informal survey of all the platforms that, that broadcast this show on demand as the podcast. And it was amazing. Joe Biden is all over this show. Uh, you know, I guess you go for voters uh, where you can find them. I haven't heard any Trump ads on this show. Uh, I'd like to hear that, but I do want to thank Joe Biden for, for uh, you know, putting money in the coffers here. I'm I'm uh, seeing a spike in uh, income from these uh, dynamic insertion ads, and I appreciate it. If you hear them, know that uh, it's not an endorsement, and I do not control uh, the ads that are placed on these on-demand broadcasts. And uh, I was telling you months ago that this whole defund the police idea was a, a, a giant hoax that the black lives matter, uh, movement that was pushing the defund the police, uh, policies, uh, don't speak for black Americans. And I told you how, you know, as an Atlanta firefighter, I attended hundreds of neighborhood planning units where uh, city departments would report to the community what was going on. 
And uh, during those 30, that 30 year long career, I never heard a single person, most especially in the black neighborhoods, stand up and call for fewer police. They were always demanding more police, more aggressive policing, and to try to, uh, to restore law and order in their neighborhoods. Well, now we've got a poll out that uh, illustrates that fact. Turns out that the vast, vast majority of the people in this country do not want to defund the police. And, uh, and 84% of black voters don't want to do it. Now I would have thought that number would be higher, but maybe that 15% is the, uh, the actual criminal element. But for, you know, uh, going on, uh, five months now, I guess Antifa and black lives matter have been terrorizing American cities and the people in those cities and the suburbs are now, uh, turning on them. It really shouldn't be a surprise that, um, that we've got, uh, this, this movement to restore law and order. And I think it's probably going to be a, a law and order election. 60% of U S voters, according to Rasmussen, believe that there is a war on police. And, uh, you remember right after black lives matter arrived on the scene, they had, uh, had overwhelming support. This was in the aftermath of George Floyd when they told everybody that uh, the Minneapolis Police Department murdered George Floyd. But now the, the support for Black Lives Matter has fallen, and 59% now oppose Black Lives Matter. 68% are concerned that these uh, deadly attacks on police officers will, in fact, make it harder to hire and retain police officers and reduce public safety where they live. Whites by 63% uh, support. Um, what, are, what am I reading here? Let me see. Actually whites are bigger supporters of black lives matter than blacks are. <laughs> Uh, I guess that fits right in with these uh, these uh, scenes we have seen where you have these Black Lives Matter riots and uh, demonstrations and the vast majority of the people are white. Oh, man. You see more black people at a Trump rally than you'll see at a lot of these Black Lives Matter protests. Nancy Pelosi is finally getting the the message it takes Nancy, you know, a little while to get up to speed. She's been out there along with her, her, um, her squad supporting so-called peaceful protests. It was, uh, it was just a couple of months ago. She says, I don't know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. Well, she predicted it and encouraged it. Ayanna Presley, one of the, the bald-headed squad members, says there needs to be unrest in the streets, and that unrest needs to continue as long as we have unrest in our lives. And it was, uh, of course, Maxine Waters that any time you see a Trump supporter in a restaurant or department store or at a gas station, you get out and create a crowd and tell them they're not welcome here anywhere anymore. And right there on the Democrat ticket, 
He had Kamala Harris said, uh, these protests will not let up and they should not let up. Well, that was then, and this is now. The The uh, protests have turned against the Democrats and are uh, shaping up to cost them in November. And so Nancy Pelosi took to the well of the U.S. House and said this. Bush leaders spoke. The gentleman on the other side said, where are you when you're talking about violence, this or that? We're there. We support peaceful demonstrations. We participate in them. They are part of the essence of our democracy. Now, let me uh, weigh in just a little bit on these peaceful demonstrations. These peaceful demonstrations have inevitably turned into riots. So they weren't peaceful demonstrations. They were just peaceful until they turned to riots. She's standing up there. She's proud of that. That does not include looting, starting fires, or rioting. Those are, they should be prosecuted. That is lawlessness. Well, they're not going to be prosecuted because you've got, you've installed district attorneys in these Democrat cities that refuse to prosecute them. I'm very proud that Joe Biden has made the, presented the clarity of that, making a distinction that I under, don't think our colleagues quite understand. But no, I don't understand. When it takes you four months to condemn the violence, looting, arsons, and murders that you see on TV. And then you're still talking about peaceful protests. No, I don't understand it. It was just a couple of weeks ago that Biden read the polls and decided that he better get back on the right side of this issue. Here is uh, Jerry Nadler. I guess this has been three weeks ago now. Let me see. Actually, been uh, about a month ago now when asked about the riot- Antifa riots in Portland. It is true. There's violence across the whole country. Do you disavow the violence from Antifa? That's happening in Portland right now? That's, that's, riots that's, in- that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Sure. Now, you got to remember when you hear that, that is the chairman of the Democrat House of Representatives Judiciary Committee. It's his job to know what's going on as far as law and order in the United States. And what he's doing there, of course, is just parroting a Democrat talking point. Don't believe your lying eyes. These are peaceful protests. Happening in Portland right now? That's, 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 that's a myth that's being spread only in Washington, D.C. About Antifa in Portland? Yes. Because Sir, there's, there's videos everywhere online. There's fires and riots. There's th- they're throwing fireworks at uh, federal officers. DHS is there. Look online. It gets crazy, Mr. Nadler. How does this guy keep getting reelected? Who are these people in Manhattan that are sending Jerry Nadler to the U.S. Congress and Chuck Schumer and uh, AOC? Trump uh, at his rally in Wisconsin last night was commenting on the fact that uh, I may have played this clip for you already, but it's worth uh, listening to again on the Democrats support for the rioters. Kamala Harris and 13 members of Biden's staff urge their supporters to donate to a fund to bail out rioters, take them out of jail, get them out of jail as soon as possible, including one who attempted to murder a police officer and a man who was accused of sexually assaulting an eight-year-old girl. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. You know, Kamala was considered, is considered further left than Crazy Bernie. 
he ought to debate Kamala Harris. I said that um, sort of tongue-in-cheek on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and now you're starting to see articles um, on conservative websites that is making a serious case for that. If Kamala Harris is actually going to be the the puppet master of Joe Biden, then we need to hear what she would do. I pointed out that in Minneapolis, now the city council is wondering why the hell is crime soaring? You know, they uh, unanimously voted to defund the police. They're doing everything they can to, to put police officers in jail for defending themselves from violent criminals. And uh, I want to remind you of what the Minneapolis city council president said do you uh, understand CNN. that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege. I know that that comes from a place of privilege. I know that that comes from a place of privilege. <laughs> How dare you? call the police when your house is being broken into. That's, that's just white privilege. That's Lisa Bender, president of the Minneapolis city council. She was one of the leading efforts grilling the police chief on why is the crime soaring in our city? We don't understand. We were reimagining police. We were reimagining that we could condemn the police, demonize them, defund them. And that uh, we would uh, we had rainbows and unicorns. <laughs> oh my God! Well, it was a crazy week. It'll probably be another crazy week next week. If I'm not here on Monday, uh, I'll, I'll be up in the Panhandle helping uh, the recovery efforts. But I'll definitely be back as soon as I can. Right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network, and I hope you'll join me. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatals.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.